Haley, Haley, we have a problem. Uh, okay, what what's the problem? So, know how we always do a stupid opening, you know, at the beginning of the yes. the show? And yes. I insert a clip? Yes. Yeah, well, the problem is, because we're doing The Office, Niagara Parts 1 and 2. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I love that episode. It's so sweet. Yeah, but the song that I would have to use for that is Forever by Chris Brown. Uh, oh. Oh yeah, I, for- I forgot about that part. Are we allowed to do that? Should we do that? You're going to do it anyway, aren't you? I see that look in your eye. The Office, Niagara, parts one and two. It's in the basket, the writer's bagel basket. Okay. Did you see this? It was on YouTube. Saw it. Exciting. Tomorrow we go to the zoo. I love you. That's all I needed to hear. I'm so excited. I'm so. <laughs> we don't have to be mean. Because remember, no matter where you go, there you are. Hi, welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket. I am Scott Curlin. And I am your wife. I have all the paperwork in order, legally binding. In duplicate. Triplicate. All the kits. Yes, all the kits. Including Kit from Knight Rider. No, not that one. So we watched The Office, Niagara's Parts 1 and 2, because we are in February. Yes. Which means we are in Romance Month. Well. But... We're it's not com- called that anymore. Yes. So for Romance Month and Toxic Relationship Months for February and March, they have a special theme. Yes. So for February, it's... What is love? And for, for March, it's... Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. Anyways, we watch The Office, which yeah. is... This was the most anticipated wedding on TV. Yeah, I would say so. I think Luke and Laura on General Hospital was the original most anticipated. But I know nothing of General Hospital. That was way before you were born, sweetheart. Yeah, that's before my time. (laughs) Don't worry. That's BH before Haley. (laughs) But this was probably the most um, weighted wedding. Yeah, I mean, the only thing, the only other weddings I can think of are like Jake and Amy on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, um, and also uh, uh, Friends had several weddings, so Chandler I don't and Monica. Think, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I'd say the Chandler and Monica one was really the most popular one. Um, Ross had several weddings. <laughs> one yes. of them went very poorly, if I can remember, and then. Um, Oh, of course, there's How I Met Your Mother. Get out. <laughs> Wait, who's wedding? Also known as one of the biggest slaps in the face in, in television history. Well, Marshall and Lily's wedding. Yeah, that was yeah, that was pretty sweet. Yes, but all the other ones after that. Damn you, Schmosby. Yeah. Damn you, Schmosby is right. But The Office, Jim and Pam, this is like season six. This was peak 
Jim and Pam. This is before they turned into kind of yeah complacent I, you, I assholes. Mean, you know, I started the office only like what two years ago. Yes, and I started it in two thousand five yeah. when it started. I've been going through it slowly, you know, really savoring it. But I am on season seven, and I am slogging through it. I, I it's like it's like the horse in Never Ending Story. Artex? I'm just as I go along, I'm just slowly sinking into that swamp of sadness. Haley, Haley, you can't. Yes, no. I can. Haley, no, no, Haley. Steve Carell's character is leaving. Artax. Yeah. Also, it's very dated. That season is so dated. Like, it gets just like this episode. There is a pop culture reference in season seven that is just so dated now that it doesn't even make sense. Okay. Yeah, but I still. I mean, I haven't gotten to, you know, the Holly and Michael engagement i haven't gotten to threat um, level midnight yeah i haven't gotten a thread the threat level midnight are you you okay are you having a stroke why (laughs) why it's the catchphrase no it's not apparently i'm having a stroke no that's the t-shirt no No. you haven't gotten to also uh when will ferrell shows up Will Ferrell shows up? He's the replacement manager, and then he gets a head injury and becomes incapacitated, and that's why they have to go on a new search for a new manager. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. Jake and Amy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's another uh, highly anticipated wedding. I already said that. You did? Yeah. Um, Oh, Haley's sleepy. Haley's very sleepy. (laughs) Yes. Jake and Amy is one of the... Don't you dare cut that out. I'm not going to. (laughs) But yes. I need evidence of my Alzheimer's. (laughs) Oh my God, that's so sad. (laughs) What? (laughs) It's like that Oscar-nominated film, Away From Her. Away From Her. Never mind. The dated reference yeah. from season seven is they make a whole bunch of King speeches references. Oh, you haven't seen the King speech? And then when Michael is leaving, Pam is sick, but she's at the King speech. Mm. Speaking of Pam getting sick. Oh, okay. So this has the greatest opening. I, I love, it's one of the, like, Cold there's opens. a lot of office episodes. Like the, uh, the office, like, their specialty is the cold openings. I'm sorry, you guys have probably noticed my stomach's a little more sensitive lately. So if you wouldn't mind wearing a little less perfume, and if your lunch is especially pungent, maybe have it in the break room. We would really appreciate it. Pam is constantly throwing up because of the pregnancy. If she eats something the fetus doesn't like, she is screwed. It's amazing, a three ounce fetus is calling the shots. It's so badass. I would say this. So, but this is one of the stronger ones. Honestly, if the office existed in the YouTube world, I think that they would just be cold opens. Like they would be like five minute long videos and it would just be like cold open. Yeah. But, um, by the way, that's the smoothest segue I've ever done on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's all downhill from here. Do I get like a a prize or something or we got some goldfish in the other room? Hmm. Come on, it's the snack that smiles back. Mm, goldfish. <laughs> so, yeah, the cold op- opening is Pam, who has now revealed that she is pregnant, 
Yeah. And that's, I really like that in the wedding episode, we start off with the most like unromantic. Oh, yeah. Opening you could possibly have. Just a chain of people throwing up. Well, oh, okay. We're, we're going to jump right into it. Well, yeah, but the reason everybody throws up is like Pam is has become super sensitive to smells and she tells, you know, her coworkers. And I mean, if for an office, they are in quite tight quarters, I would say. Yeah. So I don't think her her um, request is entirely unfair, especially considering Dwight's penchant for eating eggs. Yeah. Okay. So there are two things that I'm okay with her making demands of. Yeah. Uh, Meredith smoking cigars and first off she should yeah also yeah that's that's fair and and Dwight eating uh, I mean what's she gonna do like mm, the baby will be little <laughs> like the one that doesn't make sense is using soap with perfumey scents yeah but I have heard a lot of like I, women who are very sensitive yeah. to perfume yeah um but and but it's one thing if like she's like Dwight where she's sitting right next to her. Right. But Phyllis isn't really next to her. No, she's so, 15 feet away. But like what what kind of perfume is she wearing? Well, it, she said it's the perfume in your soap. So she must but, be. But even so, like what soap is she using? It has to, Knowing Phyllis, it's probably like Bath and Body Works. Mm, yeah. Please sponsor us, Bath and Body Works. This episode of Writer's Bagel Basket is brought to you by that vanilla scent from 1992. <laughs> And tiny, tiny soaps that girls love to attach to their backpacks. <laughs> Use the code WBBB. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I wrote a note that's like, uh, I first started out with like writing pregnant women are smug. <laughs> which which kind of fits, although not in the way I expected. Because like at first I was like, meh, that's kind of, you know, a little, little unfair of her to ask. And then I realized like, no, that's totally fair. Because Dwight is disgusting. Yeah, he's disgusting. And he's delighting in the fact that, like he says, a fetus has taken control over her entire body. But the way he eats the egg is so gross. Yeah. Also, don't ever, ever, ever piss off a pregnant woman. Never, never. Never piss off a pregnant woman. And but and he he gets he gets his payback. Oh, yeah, because I love how... Or, well, Pam gets her payback. Well, because he says something like, well, are you going to go go to the bathroom now and throw up? And she just grabs the th- barrel. Yep. And, which I love. I love a good chain reaction in a comedy. Yes, if I recall, you had a similar experience. Oh, yes. <laughs> so when I was in Hebrew school, I I had to have a Saturday session. And because of that, the principal of the Hebrew school was tasked with getting us pizza and soda. But she was cutting corners and cutting costs. Okay. Oh, now that I think about it, I think she got to keep the money that she didn't spend. Ah, see, so there was a reason for her cutting corners. I think. I don't want to speculate. I don't want to have... It doesn't matter. She's not... I think considering what she served you, it's right for you to speculate. Because what... Who serves? Okay, so she served expired deli meat. Like it was like, it was like a day old. It like, was green eggs and ham. It was literally like a day or two past the expiration date. Yeah, day old bread, mm-hmm. warm flan. Ew, ew. And what is grosser than store brand soda? She served Diet Right and RC Cola. What the and, fuck is Diet Right? 
it, it's RC Cola's version of Diet Coke. What the fuck is RC Cola? Royal Crown Cola. What? There. Okay, so there were three brands of soda back back in like the 1920s. There was Pepsi, there was Coke, uh-huh. and there was in the South RC uh-huh. Cola, Royal Crown. Wait, cola. I thought there was also Moxie. <laughs> Moxie is not a cola. Okay. Moxie is a licorice drink. Ah, uh, yes. Um, yes, because that's what people want. Ansys. <laughs> Anyways, she got that. It, it's co- Coke that is so gross that even the store brand is good. Yeah. So she got that for everyone. You know, can I just say, I did a Fear Factor challenge in college. And this and sounds I had worse. To, like, I literally had to, like, you had to, like, pick up this food with your mouth and then spit it into a cup and like it was between me and like three girls and it was specifically a substance specifically designed to taste and replicate vomit and this sounds worse this yeah um, i'm not gonna lie expired deli meats flan we've got rc cola and oh like, and instead of getting like cheese to go on the sandwich no she got craft singles no <laughs> So no, did I eat this food? No, because I got I had a note. I got to leave early because my mom was taking me uh, and a friend to the movies and to get pizza. Mm. So as I'm leaving, <clears throat> I just hear one kid go, "Ugh, I don't feel good," <clears throat> and then a chain reaction started, and I. I love that elaborate gesture you just made. And it, it didn't yeah. pay off. But. No, no. Like, for those of you listening, Scott just, like, you know, drank some water and then spit it back to, into his cup. You Thinking it was going to... You are dedicated, sir. But, yeah, it did not make the sound yeah. that you expected. Yeah. And then... Enjoy so I, your backwash. <laughs> yeah, I will. So I heard the kid just go... And then another kid went... And I'm walking out, and it's it's like a scene from a movie where the main character's walking out, and mm-hmm. he just hears something bad happen, and they stop, yep. and they look, and they don't turn around, and they just listen. <laughs> <laughs> so then that night, my mom gets a phone call, and they're like, hi, um, did You're Scott... Like- you're like that one guy in the saloon who's like, <laughs> right before he goes in, he hears the fighting, and he's like, nope, better turn around. Yeah. Nope, no brothel is worth this. Yeah. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> uh, so yeah, my mom gets a phone call like, did, did Scott get sick? And my mom's like, no, why? And they're like, oh, my son, uh, I'm not going to give this kid's name away, so I'm going to make up a name. My son, Shlomo, uh, <laughs> got got terribly sick. And I know that Rivka and Bela also got sick. These are actually their Hebrew names too that I'm using. Ah, uh, okay. But, uh, so, my mom's like, no, what did they eat? Oh, the deli meat. And me walking in goes, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that stuff was expired. Okay, bye. I'm out I'm out of exposition. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, poor so, Shlomo. He never stood a chance. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I felt worse for Rivka. Yeah. But, yes, that is Hebrew for Rebecca. <laughs> Anyways, go, it is. Are we in Hebrew school now? <laughs> <laughs> this is your Hebrew lesson for the day. Oh, but um, yeah, that story reminds me of uh, a story one of my coworkers told me. Shout out to Robin, by the way, who listens to this podcast. Hi, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Go tell your girlfriend. 
Um, Dancing on your own. Yes, yes, I get the yes. Robin reference. Um, no, no, isn't your coworker Swedish pop singer Robin? No, you know, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought to ask. I'm in uh, the corner watching you kiss her. But, uh, no, she told me a story. Uh, she was at a wedding, and I, I don't know if it was a really hot day or, like, the emotions of the day, um, but one of uh, the groomsmen fainted, and then she subsequently fainted. She was like, it was like a switch that got flipped in my brain. It's like dominoes. Yep. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so <laughs> I think, like, two or three people fainted. Yes, but these are, her. these are people in their 20s. This was seven 12-year-old kids. It's not a competition. No, it's not. It No, yours is sad. Mine is funny. <laughs> Fainting is horrible. It is terrible when people faint, especially when it's hot. It's hysterical when people know. puke. I fainted. I fainted. That's not funny. Well, it was, it was prom. Yeah. It was pretty funny. That's worse. I was the last one to leave the party. Have I told this story on the podcast? No. Oh, yeah. I fainted. It's not a good idea to cram like 200 children in a greenhouse on like a hot summer day. <laughs> and then and then like I went outside and it was cold. And then like just the heat meeting the cold <laughs> like did something to my body. And I was just like, we're going down. <laughs> Who the hell has Timber! a prom in a greenhouse? What type of but, bumpkin prom were you I going was such, to? Like, like honestly, like they took me aside and I had all the guidance counselors like trying to cool me down because I was that cool kid that was like friends with all the guidance counselors. Just a humble brag. <laughs> um, but uh, but the next day, people were like, "Did you hear? Like Haley got so drunk at the party. Like she she was literally the last one to leave. Like I heard she like passed out <laughs> outside." But I didn't. I yeah, was- but that was the most badass moment in college or college in high school for me. What type of bumpkin town were you living in? Uh, I resent that comment. <laughs> Just because her mall was surrounded by cows does not make me a bumpkin. <laughs> you had your prom in a greenhouse. I am a country gal. I was waiting for you. It to wasn't be able- really a greenhouse. It was a um, it was a country club, but it like it w- the building itself was like made of glass. <laughs> I was waiting for you to be like, oh yeah, where did you have your prom? And me be like, the uh, Copley Park Plaza and shit up. <laughs> what? Who? What's the Copley Park Plaza? It's one of the most famous hotels in Massachusetts in Boston. Well, Lottie fucking <laughs> da. Look at you. Like Kennedys get married there. And they also die there, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. So, so yeah, Pam Pam badass pukes and causes a chain reaction. Yeah. But I love how Except it's for Creed. Oh, Creed's just eating ramen. Yep. Uh I I was shocked that Meredith actually puked. I'm shocked that her... I know. You would think she has, like, such a high tolerance. Like, the ones you expect, Andy, who starts it, then Phyllis, 
yep. Oscar, of course. Mm-hmm. Kevin puked. I didn't expect Kevin. Oh, no, I totally expected Kevin to puke. Angela, definitely. Yeah. Kelly. And of court. Uh, of court. Court. Of court. Court. <laughs> of court. That's the t-shirt. Um, <laughs> um, but, like, I just love how Dwight stares at Pam. Like, for once, he's, like, truly terrified of her. I forgot it. Like, like she now possesses a mysterious power. <laughs> She can make the baby do things. Mm. Um, yeah. I also forgot that at this point in the series that Jim was now a uh, manager. Yeah. Yeah. He's co-managing, right, at this point? Yeah. Because I was like, why isn't he sitting at the table with them? Jim, you know, I feel like there are moments in this season where Michael kind of rubs off on Jim a bit, especially in, in this, this episode. episode. Yeah. Like, entirely not on purpose. It just, like, I think he's just spent so much time with him. Also, I think it's just, I mean, if you remember the previous manager before Michael became manager. Oh, yeah. I think think it's like a a gremlin-style curse. It's like (laughs) eating after midnight. Yeah. I, yeah, I get really uncomfortable when Jim gets uncomfortable. I was just talking about this with a friend the other day. Um, where like, you know, there's some moments with that Jim has where it's really cringy. And I just think it's because like, we all kind of relate to Jim on some level, Jim and Pam, because of like, they're, I I wouldn't say they're the straight men. No, they're, they're just the every people. That's what, yeah, that's, that's the term I'm searching for. Yeah. They're, they're they're the most relatable. They're our access point. Right. So when I see like when um like my friend mentioned that um yeah my friend Mallory friend of the podcast yes yeah <laughs> she she had specifically mentioned where um Jim comes to work in a tux oh and yeah then, but then the new boss like gives him crap for it and he's like really uncomfortable and then I mentioned the the snowball incident. Where, like, Jim goes out and for once he's, like, actually scared. And it's just because, like, he's so calm. Like, he's the, like, the like he has the, the calmest he's temperament. He's the updog guy. And so when I see him scared, like, I'm scared. Like, the, the aspect of the office that perfectly encompasses Jim is when he does the updog joke. Like, and he's so nonchalant. And I don't remember that joke. Michael goes, what's up, dog? And he goes, not much. What's up with you? And like he's so nonchalant, and Michael thinks it's like the coolest thing. Oh yeah, and yeah, where Michael thinks he's made a friend, and yeah, yeah. But but that perfectly encompasses Jim. Is this he's- is this the season where Mike? No, no, this isn't the season where Michael makes the transition from like abrasive jerk to, you know, narcissistic goofball. No, he's already done that. That was, I think. I think for me the moment was when he turns to Pam after her art, or her art show and he's like I'm very proud of you. Like Is that have- before the dinner party? Cuz for me, I feel like the dinner party was I think so. Yeah, I that might be around, but that's the same season. Okay. Cuz he's dating yeah. Jan. Oh, uh, Jan. I think I think him dating Jan is what what broke him. <laughs> Well, is what makes us... Well, it's like being, you know, it's like he was in the military. He was broken down so he could be built back up. She broke that tiny TV. <laughs> and she made awesome buko. Mm. 
That's veal. Is that what that is? That's what awesome Buko is. That's why he's dipping it in wine in that episode because oh. he doesn't want to know that he's eating baby cow. And that somehow changes it from being a baby cow. Yeah, that's Michael Scott through and through. <laughs> also, season okay, it was season three or season four is when when Michael be, starts to become. Yeah, although he's in fine form in these two episodes. Yeah, because because to him. This is the culmination of his relationship with Jim where he thinks like I'm his like his best man slash justice of the peace slash like he wants I'm to, Pam's dad. He wants so hard to be part of this wedding. But I I think you're I think you're right, but I also think you're wrong. I don't think it's Jim. I think it's Pam that he because he No, I I think it's Jim. But during the, the ceremony, it's Pam he keeps going up to, not Jim. Mm. It's when Jim messes up that he goes up to Jim. I think because he's thinking, oh, Pam's dad is kind of not in the picture. Cause he even- I think he's literally any void he is trying to fill. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it's the best man, father of the bride, you know. And then, um, so... But we see that throughout the episode, and then, but he's also trying to use this opportunity to score. And Dwight is the wingman, the creepiest wingman, who then ends up being the stud. Right? Yeah. Honestly, given the option between Dwight and Michael, Michael's the lesser of two evils. I, I don't want to say the lesser of two evils. Okay. Dwight would be like sleeping with the devil. The f- well, he does have a dossier on every woman there. <laughs> there's something it's, about Dwight. Yeah, there's something about Dwight. But apparently for one of the bridesmaids, there really is something about Dwight. And that that's um, that girl, I feel so bad for her. The actress who plays her, she's one of those actresses who gets a sitcom and it automatically gets canceled. Every time oh, really? she gets a show, it gets canceled. Mm. Um, unfortunate. Yeah, and she's great. I love her. I forgot her name. Yeah. So it's not important. I think it's like Keenan something. Mm. But yeah, she's great. I love when she gets kicked in the face. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, let's talk about where everyone else is for this wedding. So we have like Michael, who, like I said, is trying to trying to get some tail. Dwight Andy is also trying to, trying to get some tail, too. Yes, but specifically, he's trying to get Aaron. Who, Aaron is one of the sweetest characters in all of The Office. Yeah, it's not every, it's not just anyone who would offer you their scarf so you could sit on it <laughs> to <laughs> to protect your hurt scrotum. Yeah, well, she goes, you know, maybe this will help your hurt penis. And he goes, it's my scrotum. Yeah. He's like, my penis is working It's fine. fine. It's just fine. <laughs> Nothing wrong with my dick. <laughs> just so you know. Uh, also, why would you do a split when you've never done a split before? Well, that's the essence of Andy's character. He always just goes way too far. Well, okay, so this is a bone that I have to pick with, with Jim. Because mm-hmm. as the groom, it is your responsibility to make sure that the honeymoon suite is not taken right. at all. But when they arrive in Niagara, 
Yeah, they it, tell him like, oh no, that guy's got it. And that guy, of course, being Andy. Yeah, I love how uh, Pam is like, I am going to need the name of the entire uh, the cleaning. And the phone number of the entire cleaning crew. <laughs> but yeah, so when we got married. I will not enter that room until it has been sanitized to the fullest extent. When we got married, we we stayed at a bed and breakfast. Yes, and it was a delight. But I made sure we got a specific room. Yes. And I made sure that it wasn't taken no matter yeah. what. Did I tell you when I booked that room? I booked that room almost a year before our wedding. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. We were pretty prepared. I mean, we had a two-year engagement, which... Honestly, I don't know how people wedding plan within a year. Two two years was just enough time. Right. Because originally we were going to just have like a backyard wedding. Yeah. But then we saw the we, venue. We really were. Yeah, we saw the venue and I fell in love with it. And and they did everything. Yeah, that was that was the bonus. Every everything was pretty much taken care of. Like you could you could decorate the space how you wanted. But they, they provided. would take care they the cake wasn't a separate thing. It was included. The catering. Yeah, the catering. They had equipment available for our DJ. Who was Lil's? Yes. She was fantastic. Yes. Um and I'm going to give uh, a shout out to Lil's right now. Yes. Guys, if you have an event or you have a club, a nightclub, book Lil's. Yes. She is sawtooth. She is the best. She is the greatest. Yes. Book Lil's. God damn it. <laughs> Some uh, aggressive promoting there. <laughs> Lil's, by the way, I'm going to need a cut of whatever you make off of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... um. Yeah, it, it and keep in mind, as as lovely and wonderful as our wedding was, and I wouldn't change anything for the world. Well, maybe one or two things. <laughs> wedding crashers. Yeah, yeah. Although it's kind of flattering to have wedding crashers if you think about it. These were the hipsteriest hipster. A, yeah, that's true. Honestly, the only way that I would have let these guys crash our wedding is if one of the guys came in on a unicycle and the girl came in on one of those bikes with a giant wheel and the tiny wheels. See, I wouldn't tolerate that. Not for one minute. <laughs> but like, no, I would. No, I wouldn't. Especially if you have like a ukulele. I just kick the bike and knock him over. <laughs> I have no... I have no time. Take that, Jasper. No tolerance, no time. Take that, Hester. No, but like they did like try to come in and my dad thankfully, you know, told him to, you know, back right up. But Well, okay, the thing that got me about that is they were walking as we were getting our wedding pictures taken. Yeah. So they saw us, they drove away, they got dressed up, and then they, they came didn't get back. Dressed up. They no, didn't they got dressed up because I saw them. Oh, she was wearing a dress and he was wearing suspenders. Oh, and they so they were fully committing to the wedding crasher gig. Yeah. Yeah. They wow. left and then got dressed and came back. Yeah. But my 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 dad's uh, father's senses were tingling. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, get the hell out. Something does not belong. We should we should have got your dad a broom and he could have just been like, get out of here, get out of here, <laughs> scat, skedaddle. I don't know. Is there like anything you can think of while we're on the subject, you know, that you wish you would change about the wedding or we? I mean, there, we, there, yes, but it's stuff that was out of our control. Yeah. Um, like when we're food was a big thing when we were trying to eat. 
Yeah. Um, people coming up to us. Yeah. I mean, granted, I was warned that that might happen. One, uh, another one of my coworkers, and I, I had totally forgotten about this in the midst of all the wedding planning, said that they had had food delivered to their room after, after the wedding, which I wish I had remembered. I well, I promised that I was going to get you wings. Mm. But I found out they didn't deliver. They wouldn't yeah. deliver to us. Oh, well. And Grubhub did not, wasn't a thing at the time. I tried, like, you know, we were taking pictures and I was just stuffing hors d'oeuvres into my face. Yeah, I did that too. I think, I think I stuffed like four empanadas at a time in my face and they're like, Scott, we're ready for you. I'm like, Me? Yeah, so, um, yeah. And but they did. I will say the venue yep. did something incredibly nice. They made us appetizers that they didn't serve anyone else. Yep. Yeah. Yep, they Fried did. mac and cheese. We got that. No one else did. Oh, so good. It was so good. Yep. And um, oh, I would say uh, uh, getting stalked on the way to our our hotel room ah! to the point where we had to. <laughs> We're telling this story. To the point where we had to file a police report. Well, so let, let's go over that. So we we left. Um, we had to go back to my parents' house to drop off like the gifts and. And, and you whatnot. had to get get yep, out of I the wedding to, dress. Yep, I had to get, and then I put on a much night. Uh, you know, n- I um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't put um, on a much nicer dress than your wedding dress. Well, nicer in the sense that it was like, you know, more uh, accessible. More Yes, accessible. Did not include as many buttons. Yes. Um, you didn't need a crochet hook to get Yes, it exactly. And so we we get in the car and we're driving. And like we were taking some back roads to get to the inn. And there was a person who was on our ass. Yeah, because what happened was... Fully, fully tailgating us. And then... But I thought like maybe they're just, you know... Drunk college kids. No, no. I realized they might be drunk after. So I, t- I remember telling you, like, just take a turn. You know, don't use your directional. We're on the back roads. There's nobody here. And then you did. And then they jerked the wheel. And then we did it again. And then they kept doing it. And, like, so it was very clear that, like, I don't know if it, it was, like, road rage or what. Like, well, what happened leading to that was I was I was making a left turn. Yep. And they sped up so that I couldn't get out yeah they like they were they were being very aggressive it was actually really scary and so like we're like we don't want to die like (laughs) this is our first night as a married couple so we drove toward the police station just to kind of get them off their backs and sure enough they did back off so you know i don't know what the deal was with them but But i totally jason borned it because while we were driving i looked in to the rearview mirror and I was able to see what color car and what make it was, but not the yeah, license plate. Yeah, but we plate. weren't necessarily going to file a police report. We just kind of sat in the parking lot, just kind of waiting. And then a, a cop was... Yeah, a cop came over and we're like... Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> we're like, no! Yeah, we just got married. And he's like, oh, congratulations. It's not every day you go to the police. And, and he has rice you. in his pocket and he just throws it out. <laughs> yeah, no... <laughs> What if he did that? <laughs> we would have been scared. If, uh, on their utility belt, there was just like a, a confetti box. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. <Hey. laughs> 
this is for weddings and also babies I have to deliver by the side of the road. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely would have changed that. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely would not have, you know, wanted to file a police report the but night of my wedding. Will, I will say about that police department, he's like, I told him the making color of the car. He he put it into the thing and then he's like i got it and he hopped in his car and he drove away and i was like (laughs) in my mind i didn't tell you this i'm like that guy's gonna catch them yeah that guy's gonna do it but um yeah so uh, aside from that like i said it was it was a lovely wonderful day and you know that's why i find it funny when um jim and pam they're driving up to their wedding and you know they're having a very relaxed time which is I that you know they're a little too relaxed for the day before their wedding yeah like I was doing stuff up until like midnight we like we got the flowers and we were making arrangements and like making the boutonnieres and the (laughs) there was a lot of DIY yeah there was I remember that's not to say that we like we didn't plan ahead Cause like I mean, for God's sakes, I got my dress, like, pretty much, almost, like a year and six months beforehand. And when I say I got it, I mean they fitted me for it. And then I realized, oh, I have to maintain the same weight for a year and a half. I cannot lose or gain a pound. <laughs> I will. I will say that. Um, with my suit and my suit fitting, yeah, I actually lost weight, so my suit was big on me. Mm-hmm. Why are yeah. you giving me a death glare? I'm not giving you a death glare. <laughs> it's like, uh, how dare Honestly, you? Honestly, I'm trying to focus because I'm highly sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, another thing that was that um, I loved about our wedding was mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going to out who this was, but I had someone come up to me mm-hmm. and tell me the same thing over and over again about <laughs> that they didn't think they were going to be able to come yes because they had just had surgery but ah. then but then they kept coming up to me and saying it and then every single time they did it they're like that's how much I love you yep. and like the reason why they were doing it I'm not going to say on air but it it was hysterical and it was very sweet yeah but it gave me the biggest laugh of the entire weekend. Yeah. Like, it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, uh, but, yeah, like I said, Jim and Pam are a little too relaxed for it being the night before their wedding. Yeah. Um, oh, did I tell you I got a phone call mm-hmm. from uh, one of my uncles asking me, Scott, do you know of any good movie theaters? I was like, I'm. It's the night before. It's the day before Seriously? my. Seriously. It's the day before my wedding. Yeah, this I'm, is that you know. And, but it's they're funny, like, it's funny you say that because there there should be a rule, and that rule is don't unless you're on the fire. Room, but you know, in the days leading up to their wedding, do not bother them. Um, Get um, someone else to do it. That should be the motto. Well, what I said, I was like. Couldn't you call my dad? Yeah. But the reason I say that is because poor Jim and Pam have to deal with so much crap from their coworkers. Oh, first of all, Andy. They hire, uh, hire. They, they invite the entire office. 
all of their coworkers, which is unfathomable. I, I get that they work in a small office, but, you know, I think we all know anyone who's planned a wedding, you have your A and your B squad when it comes to wedding guests. And I'm not saying in terms of importance. It's just that there are people you have to, have to invite. Family. Yes. Bridal party. Yes. Family. Yeah. Because when I say family, we're talking about all families. Yep. We're talking about your, like, like second your cousins. Aunt, your great aunt Ethel, who will just die if she doesn't come <laughs> to your wedding. Uncle Seamus, and, who was in the war and he saw some shit, but he has to sit by himself because. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then you work your way out from there. And coworkers, they definitely fall on a lower tier. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I wouldn't even say they're on like a B tier. Yeah, more I'd, like C. I'd say B minus, C plus. Yeah. <laughs> but um, they but shut the entire office which, down. Which corporate would just have a field day, do, I mean. Do you know what would have been great? Yeah. Is if right before Toby's about to leave, Michael goes, you're not coming. And then he takes Toby's room. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, yeah, that would have been really funny. Um, although I do love the bit where Michael gets the, or... Uh, Dwight gets the room and then he tests Michael. And Michael fails horribly. I hope you can find that clip. This is the hardest one to find. Stop it. This the wedding one, the only one I'm Stop. gonna be able to find a clip for is the the dance no. number. <laughs> uh, no. Wait, what what dance? Because then all the, you're gonna the, find is the song. Right. That's well, all you're gonna it's hear. That, that scene. What scene? That scene that has that song because but that's just the music. No, Michael Nobody goes talks. up to Michael goes up to her and goes, "Hey Pam, did you see this? This was on YouTube." Yeah, that's there. Yeah. Uh, and it also has Pam going. Uh, Anna Camp, who Anna Camp playing Pam's sister is perfect casting. You think so? Oh, I really do. Mm. It's just like a blonde Pam. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And like the woman who they got to play Pam's yeah. mom, like she looks like both of them. Yeah, so. but but like, uh, her. It, that when, clip is is Anna Camp going, I know you said it. And she's like, I did. Yeah. Like, there I, is dialogue. I told you. Um, but, you know, as as much sympathy as I have for Jim and Pam, you know, on this day, like, don't get me wrong, their wedding is wonderful and it's very sweet and it's the culmination of, you know, what we've been waiting for in their relationship. But they kind of bring it on themselves by inviting their coworkers, all of them. Yeah, but Kevin and his wig... Kevin in his wig. Kevin is using this wedding as an opportunity to be more cool. I yeah, guess. not not even to pick up chicks. Yeah, like Michael. Yeah, just to be more cool. Yeah, and uh, there's one thing. Poor Kevin. He gets his shoes destroyed. Mm -hmm. It is the responsibility of that hotel if you destroy shoes because shoes are expensive. It doesn't matter if they smell. If you destroy them, you need to replace them. Yeah. They're like, we'll give you a free breakfast. And he's like, okay. Yeah. No. This is satisfactory. Get me more shoes. Yeah. Um, and he uses tissue boxes. Oh my God. And then he sticks his feet into the ice machine, which is the perfect revenge. Yeah. My although, dogs are barking. Although for the people that like have nothing to do with the wedding. Yeah. Oh, uh, can you imagine? Um, but Jim and Pam, as they're driving up to their wedding, you know, Pam says something about, 
you know, uh, you know, my so-and-so relative told me we need to take like mental pictures throughout the day, you know, really savor the moment. And that, that back and forth they have in the car just really encapsulates for me the wedding planning process because it's like one, it's, it's unnecessary advice from a relative, which happens a lot during the wedding planning process. Unsolicited, unnecessary advice. Two, unwarranted enthusiasm. You get excited about the advice and then you're like, no, maybe that is a really good idea. Maybe we should do that. And then there's the cruel realization that, oh yeah, that isn't gonna work. <laughs> but And then, cause like the exchange they have is like, Jim's like, oh yeah, let's do that. Oh no, the lens broke. <laughs> <laughs> no, you blinked. Oh yeah, oh, you blinked. Yeah, it's just that little moment. I don't know if I'm like explaining myself very well. You but are. It's just, it's just that little back and forth says everything about the wedding planning process. If you feel like you're not explaining yourself right, just say and then, Haley's sleeping. And then the last bit is the realization that should have gotten someone professional to do this. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, so this episode, when I saw when it first came out, um, I was single. I, I hope would, you can at least find the clip where that where, where they have that. Back I'll and forth. do my best. <laughs> hey, my aunt told me something neat. Yeah. She said everything with the wedding goes by so fast. We should try to take mental pictures of the high points. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah. Click. Oh, you blinked. Damn it! Now that's in my brain forever. Oh. A lousy picture. I should have hired a professional to take the mental pictures. I'll do my best. Yeah. When I saw this episode the first time, I was single, I was lonely, and... Mm -hmm. You were waiting for your Pam. Yes, I was waiting for you. But I, I watched it, and I was like, oh, that's what I want. Because <laughs> I got, like, so emotional. You are not the only one. I'm sure anyone single watching that got out the tub of ice cream and... It wasn't even throughout... Just scooped away. It wasn't even throughout the whole episode. It was... It was honestly the end part yeah because that's what got me is them going to uh made of mist yeah that's the second time we've talked about horseshoe falls the first time was in chuck and larry don't you dare don't you dare i wasn't going that. to no. i'm i might no. insert the clip no. <laughs> no, i'm just kidding i'm not gonna insert the clip uh <laughs> that's a different episode <laughs> But yeah, you are not going to let that bleed into this perfect episode. But what is what is it with Niagara Falls being like the destination to have weddings in? Have you ever been to Niagara Falls? Yes. It's like it's like a shitty version of Universal Studios. I mean, there is some. Wait, what? Is, are there rides? Yeah, at Niagara Falls that I don't know about. Yeah. Besides Made of the Mist. There are. There's like haunted houses and laser tag. And there's like a roller coaster. Is this on the Canadian side? Because yeah. I, oh. Yeah, see, I stayed on the other side. <laughs> I stayed on the sad side. Oh, you stayed in Buffalo? Yeah. I'm just going to stay here with my chicken wings. Yeah, no. Yeah, in Canada, there's like a Planet Hollywood and they have like the Flintstone car from the movie. Oh, like like it. It's like an amusement park. Oh, yeah, that's no. like the toothsome. That's the Planet Hollywood is like the big restaurant there, 
And then there's a roller coaster. Yeah, for anyone listening in, we we got back from Florida. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be posting some photos of of, yeah. of of me beating up Cole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we took our brother with us this time. And you were beating him up. Yes, but... You it's just had a running gag through yes. all of our photos. But so getting back to the topic at hand. Okay. I... I, yeah, I mean, there is some majesty with, you know, it, it is a wonder of the world for a reason. But Is it? <laughs> it's yes. a waterfall. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing when you first see I mean, it. Think about all the people who went down in barrels on it. Yeah, it's and amazing. subsequently died. Okay. Think about it. It's, it's, it's a graveyard. Here, let, let, me, let me go through an entire week at Niagara Falls. Yeah. When you, the first day, oh my God, it's so beautiful. We're on the Maid of the Mist. Day two, oh yeah, it's great. By day five. How long did you stay at Niagara Falls? A week. Oh, see, I was there for like maybe four hours tops. No, we were there for like, not a week, three days. Also, we were there for I three days. I was terrified because like how fast you see the water moving. And for any like does anyone like when you go up to a really high like cliff like the, in the back of your mind you're like jump <laughs> there's just a little voice going jump do it also that's, i wouldn't that's how i that's how i like that voice was coming in loud and proud when i looked at that water it was like go for it i just i didn't like made of the mist you get soaking wet do you know sopping wet okay See, I didn't get to enjoy that part of it. It's just I just waved to the people over in Canada. Also, it's like cold and wet because it's Canada. And yeah. and summer Here's the thing about their you know, Jim and Pam running off, which by the way, it it does fulfill that fantasy that I feel like every couple has. There is a moment after your wedding because it's over so quickly, you're just like, "Oh my god." We spent all this time planning, all this time, and it's already over. And so you're just like, oh, God, you know, there's a tiny part of you that's like, I wish we had made it more simple. Yeah. And, you know, and they, you know, to their credit, they made it just about the two of them. They have this moment where, like, it it really did kind of, like, make me very emotional when Pam is like, you know, oh, why did we invite all these people? And... You know, I I knew that I wasn't going to be able to get the dress that I wanted and I wasn't going to, you know, look the way I wanted on my wedding. But I thought at least, at least, like, I could, you know, control parts of it. Because her veil gets ripped. Yeah, th- well, that's, like, the straw that broke that's the, the camel's back. Yeah. But honestly, if anything happened to your dress, if you had any rep... Something did happen to my dress. But that was after the wedding. Like, yeah, that's true. That was at the reception. Your bustle broke. Yeah, my bustle busted. But like leading up to it, if the bustle broke then, I would have cut my tie for you. Oh, well, that's very sweet, but no. <laughs> but I would have. I know, but no. Um, but yeah, and so it, it just makes it ever the more sweet when they go and they run off and, you know, they get married on the, you know, and, you know, I, I just love, I think everyone's hearts kind of burst when, you know, she's resting her head on their, you know, his shoulder and he just looks straight in the camera and it's like, "Mm." yeah, but the, what got me 
with that. This is a weird noise to make for <laughs> Marianne. <laughs> That's the noise you make when you're watching up, like yeah. the first 10 minutes up. <laughs> that was a Nigel Thornberry reference if you didn't catch that. Um, what got me and made me be like, I want to get married. I want to find my soulmate is when he goes, I bought those boat tickets the day I saw that YouTube video. I knew we'd need a backup plan. The boat was actually plan C, the church was plan B, and plan A was marrying her a long, long time ago. Pretty much the day I met her. That's what got me. <laughs> Pop it. <laughs> Pop it. Um, but. There's just something about it that is but so But I sweet. wish. But there's a tiny part of me that wished like he had added like other letters in there. Plan Z was killing Dwight. <laughs> um, I will say, like as the show gets worse, there yeah. is one moment that is amazing mm-hmm. where they have to go on a company retreat to Florida, yep. and Jim fakes his death and makes it and frames Dwight for it. <laughs> <laughs> But that like that's classic Jim. That's like this Jim in right. this one. Yeah. Except when Jim lets slip that pants pregnant. Yeah. And for that, I was thinking all that week, was his Michael moment. I was thinking like, how could you like like plan it to make it look like you know not say that? And what I came up with the excuse he could have gone with is yeah. Um. Because he said she's an alcoholic, then he spills the beans. Yeah, again, that was his Michael moment, and then but Michael, what, it, Michael was like trying to like save Michael in that moment, right? But what he could have said is because I made a bet with her, she lost it, and the losing thing was you can't drink until after the wedding. There's so many, literally. Uh, I think that's a little too <laughs> creative, literally. All he had to say was like, ha, she wants to walk in a straight line down the aisle. Like, you know, she doesn't want her she face wants to all walk puffy in a... the next day. Like, Are you a 1920s comedian? Uh-huh. Take my wife, please. No, but like, no bride wants to be hung over the morning of her wedding. It, and I'm sure no groom wants to be either. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, by the way, yeah. going back to the maid of the mist thing. Now that I'm thinking about it, you know, because they have the their wedding in the church. How does it work with being on the maid of the mist? Are you technically in international waters? Um, because like you're right on the border. Because like it's it's one thing on land. Well, the captain is ordained. Yes. Anywhere. He can marry anyone, anywhere, anytime, so, and it's legally binding. It's legally binding, but in where? Where? But I it doesn't. Wonder. It doesn't matter because is it on the Canadian side? Is it? It doesn't matter because can someone who's an expert in maritime law? It doesn't matter because they're getting married in us, the church. Let us know. They're getting married in the church, and they're signing their documents yes. in the church. Yeah. So, but. They wanted to have their own ceremony just for them. Yeah. You know, like when kids, you know, do a fake wedding. My parents did that. It wasn't fake, but they eloped before. I was talking about when, when kids oh, play, yeah, yeah. play wedding. Yeah. That's what them getting married on Made in the Mist was. Yeah. But 
this. It wasn't playing at it though. It was. It's like you said. It, the the guy was ordained, so technically it's legally binding. I just want to know what their wedding certificate says. <laughs> well, I'm saying that he didn't sign it. I'm saying that the priest at the church probably signed the wedding certificate. This is getting too intricate already. This is like we've gone into like a Christopher Nolan like type of like conspiracy theory. <laughs> 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 no, but it was the captain of the ship. It was the priest at the church. Yep. Uh, I still, I still love um, how Jim, the night of the mm -hmm. wedding, the night before the wedding, is out drinking with two people that he can't stand. It's weird. Yeah, it's very weird. Yeah, and also this cousin of Pam's who he doesn't really know because Isabel is there too. Mm. It's Dwight, it's Michael, and it's this woman who will get kicked in the face in 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, poor Isabella. Yep. After spending a night with Dwight, you know, she gets you can, a kick to the heart and a kick to the face. You can never wash that shame off. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised, like, she didn't just, like, you know, fast walk down the aisle. <laughs> also... Kelly, Kelly, and Andy in this episode. Mm -hmm. um, there is a web series called The Take, and they're like film theorists. Yeah, they did. Well, they did um, a series on The Office, and they did a video on why Kelly and Andy are like the perfect match that never happened, and it totally makes sense. And we see it very strongly in in this episode, you know, where they have their little dance off. And Second time they've had a yeah, dance-off. Yeah, but they like they have very, very similar interests, similar goals in life. You know, it makes sense. And then we see Andy break his scrotum. <laughs> and then he has to spend the night in Pam's room, which to me is unfathomable. The fact that she has to drive him to the hospital, the fact that he spends the night in her room, which, yeah, we get the funny moment where he's like, ha she stepped on my hand when well, she went up to get to the bathroom. But here's the thing. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you come from. As long as you love me? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no. I don't care who you I, are. I don't, like, I do not care. If it is the night before my wedding. Do not knock on my door. Do not knock on my door. Do you know We're sleeping in the hallway. Sleep in the vending machine. I don't care what you do. Do not come to me for help. Well, do you know... Get someone else to do it. Pam, honestly, she called Jim and Jim was drunk. But yeah. it then falls on to the responsibility of the best man, who they were also drunk. But what about Pam's mom? Pam's mom was sober. Pam's mom could have drove him. Just saying. I I don't want to even name a specific person. Literally anybody else. Ooh. Anybody else. Great grandma Sylvia. Ah, great grandma Sylvia, who encapsulates what I call the unnecessary complainer, which there's always one at every the wedding. The TV's so loud, I can't turn it off. I was trying to watch. What do you mean you gave birth out of wedlock? Are having a child out of wedlock. Yeah. Gave birth. <laughs> they, Jim and Pam have a secret child. Really sleepy. I, I will say that one of my favorite, like, it shouldn't be funny, but it makes me laugh every time, mm -hmm. is when he goes, they're going to name the child after you. 
Sylvia? And if it's a boy, Silvio. (laughs) I don't know why that makes me laugh. (laughs) It's just funny. This used to be such a great (laughs) country. I don't know what happened to it. (laughs) There's just something about her who I I just don't like great-grandma Sylvia. Well, like I said, that's just because she, like I said, encapsulates all of like the criticism people receive on their, you know, their wedding day. It's which, too cold. It's too hot. Yeah. The, the ste- clam chowder burned my the tongue. The steak was meh. The steak was not meh at our wedding. <laughs> the steak costs a lot of money. Everyone said how great the beef tenderloin was at that yeah. wedding. I wish I but got to eat Mima it. Mima is not going to make it through the wedding. <laughs> between between Michael, I thought Michael and... was going to sleep with the grandma. Yeah, I really did. <laughs> I think he was. I really thought he was going to take yeah, one for the team instead of Pam's mom. <laughs> that relationship uh, gets weird. Yeah, the the you know. Um, yeah, there's a lot of strange flirting that goes on between. You know Dwight and the the maid of honor, or well, no, she's not the maid of honor. She's just a bridesmaid. Yeah, bridesmaid. And then you have you know, I mean, Michael's kind of flirting slash not flirting. Michael does really well with this other girl, and then Dwight shows up and goes, "Michael, twins." <laughs> and then it's just oh, two guys yeah. in a suit. <laughs> I love a good set of twins. <laughs> It's just so weird how he's just watching them. You know how we have young Sheldon? (laughs) You want to see young Dwight? Not really, but just the idea of like a young Dwight. (laughs) Well, they were going to do a spinoff called The Farm. And it was going to be all about Shrewd Farms. But they recasted Moe's because... Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. You can't do that. Michael Shore. Oh, by the way... Yeah. With Dwight, when we see, like, when we go into his ho- uh, hotel room the next day, or Michael does, and he sees the chaos that has been wrought, anyone who uses the phrase knocking boots deserves celibacy. And where did that phrase come from? Why are you wearing your the boots? The 90s. Why are you wearing your boots it's, in the bed? It's, it's, Nobody wears their boots in the bed. I th- it's salt and pepper. Did knocking boots, but I can't remember if it was shoop or, um. But you or, know what you do when you're shooping? Or let's talk about sex. Basically. You're not. You're not knocking boots. Yeah. Also, Dwight says a term that you know that I hate when I'm. Well, you hate like because you know in shows and movies it's often said very creepily. Making love. Yeah. We made love. You just met them. They're a stranger. It's just because how of how restrained a phrase it is. And like it's just it's it's just meant to be like very lovey dovey and almost modest. Yeah. And it just comes across really creepy. But yeah, making love, knocking boots. Please refrain from saying those in any movie or TV. <laughs> yes. Um or love making, which is what he said too. Yeah. Um, can we talk about the gifts? Okay. I I love how 
first of all, Michael gives them a painting, which is kind of touching in a way because like he, it, you know, I mean, it's homemade. And also, but it's like, I feel like Michael was at home and he is like, you know what Pam would love? Art. Um, And so he just crafted this this lovely painting of of Jim and Pam and then he put it in the most elaborate baroque style frame that's like a $500 frame too uh, yeah that had to be expensive you go to like you have to go to a frame store to get that yeah or you could go to framebridge is that a place yeah really yeah they should sponsor us Use the code WBBB. Yeah. WBB. <laughs> I love how I said that one wink, time. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> I love how I said that one time and you're like, WBB. I'm like, writer's bagel basket. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, Haley Sleepy. <laughs> but yeah. Can I get some PJs? Let's say that. Haley Sleepy. <laughs> someone, someone designed a shirt that says Haley Sleepy. And twenty bucks says you're gonna spell her name wrong. Yep. So. Um. <laughs> so yeah. Um. Th- they Fun fact: There's a P in front of the H. Fairly. <laughs> Fairly. <laughs> 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 it's silent, Scott. Fairly. <laughs> it's pa silent. <laughs> um. I also love how Michael's like. I made two of these. One is of them in the nude. But that's just for me. <laughs> it's like Dwight eating pancakes. Ugh. But also, um, what what does Dwight get them? He gets them a lop, uh, not a lobster, a turtle boiling pot. Oh yeah, that's why there's a turtle. Yeah, with a hammer oh, and no. bibs. Is it bad that I actually want those turtle bibs? Oh god. Oh. But. Also, I would never hurt a turtle because they're turtles, your favorite animal. They are. I love you. Tur- you would just end up keeping the turtle. Yes. I don't know why he got me this, but his name is now Timmy the Turtle. <laughs> his name is Franklin. I got him this little red hat. He's going to school with a bear. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> yes. So and then the turtle eats. <laughs> yeah, the turtle escapes. Uh, Why didn't he put it in the pot? That turtle is the embodiment of Jim and Pam. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to to get away from the wedding that they didn't ask for and didn't want. Yes. Um, Speaking of not wanting, we need to talk about the elephant in the room. (laughs) Okay. Which is the the dance, the, Uh, the wedding entrance. Yeah. We finally come to it. We've touched upon it. Now let's really dive into it. I mean, this was, it was of course inspired by a YouTube video. Jill and Kevin. Ah, yes. Jill and Kevin. Not, not chilly Kevin. Yes. (laughs) But Jill and Kevin, um, back in 2009 or 2010. Yes. Made YouTube history with 99 million views of people watching their wedding entrance to forever. By, by Chris Brown. By Chris Brown. And did the Chris Brown scandal happen before this or was it after? It was after this. Like right after this. Oh, okay. Like I believe this happened in May and the 
Chris Brown scandal, or this happened in November, and the Chris Brown scandal was in like March. Yeah, which kind of sucks because they were like, you know, you're trying to do something like joyful and like it. To be fair, they do a really good job. It was a really cool, unique idea. Do you know who and it sucked for the most? Wrigley's Gum, who paid him twenty million dollars. <laughs> That's right, and their ad was over. Double your pleasure. Double your fun. And they got so screwed. They lost <laughs> so much money. They were they were vastly overshadowed. They were eclipsed, if you will, by this wedding entrance. Yes. And um, you know, I I think I remember them. Jill and Kevin being on the news and like, you know, the, 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 um, the anchor or whoever did address it with them. And they're like, you know, but no, they were like, listen, excuse was, me. You know, you didn't answer my question. It's about the song and it was about our day. It's not what it's about. You know, we, you know, we were tr trying to make it into something, you know, happy and joyful. And so, <laughs> Um, so <laughs> just the idea of Jim watching that YouTube video and being like, oh no. Yep. <laughs> he was smart. He booked the tickets to May the Mist because of that. Yeah. Well, it's a good, it's a good idea to have a backup plan, especially when you're going to invite all your coworkers. <laughs> Who have to make it about them. Yeah, seriously. That's the thing that I'm struggling with. It's like, first of all, they're not part of the wedding party. Well, Oscar so made it about... they can't be part of the entrance. But Oscar also made the wedding... Like, everyone makes Jim and Pam's wedding about themselves. Yes. Oscar yeah. gets offended and causes a stink because Anna Camp... I'm yeah. not calling her by her character name. Anna Camp... Is it because you also forgot her character yes. name? Yes. Yeah. Um thinks that Oscar and Kevin are lovers. Yeah. And he's like, apologize now. Like, he causes such yeah. a fuss. And Phyllis makes it about her and Bob Vance. You know who needs an apology? Jim and Pam. Yeah. Because to do that to somebody on their wedding day, like, to literally take their plans and then throw them out the window is the most selfish, narcissistic, Did ridiculous... You and And it just... It sweetens the fact that they ran away. Did you ever hear to do their own thing? Did you ever hear this story? I think I told it to you, but the this best man at a wedding was also being the officiant. Oh yes! And and while he was oh, marrying no. his friend, he proposed to fuck that guy, his girlfriend, during their wedding. Fuck that guy! And also announced that they were having a kid. <gasps> no it gets worse she had herpes <laughs> no he had herpes no at the wedding before the dance the couple's dance he went to the dj and said no and said after they have their dance can we have a dance first of all the second that happens eject him from the wedding even if he is the best man eject him and throw him out the double doors and while they were doing their cake ceremony no yes no yes no yes so the bride no i don't want to hear this the, no no you'll like this part no i don't want to the bride sent him a bill good for her yeah she good said good job she sent him a bill 
not for like half the wedding, for the wedding. Honestly, any judge would be like, the judge yeah. did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, no, seriously. It wasn't like a judge; it was arbitrage. But it, like a mediator was like, no, you you have to pay her. Like, are you sure? Yeah, that part might hearing, be might I be. Call hearing the rest of that story. It it made it made one of the um like either New York or one of the big magazines. I think okay, but there but, was arbitration afterwards. Or it was going to arbitration. That part might be the where people say it's a hoax, but to do something like that at a wedding just speaks volumes about that guy as a person and also but like the fact that this is sprung on Jim and Pam at their wedding is just so selfish it's so selfish it's so rude and like the her own sister her own sister's like I'm sorry I told them not to it's like bitch you are the sister of the bride you gotta lay down the fucking law et tu pardon bella yes et tu yes excuse me (laughs) man she was bitch perfect eh? yeah but and then and then you know the co-workers get involved and they're walking down the aisle and the only one who really should in my mind is um uh what's his name uh Kevin and Oscar? Oscar. Oscar is the only one. Uh, not even Creed? <laughs> no, not Creed. Creed grabs his nuts. Yeah. What would you do if you were part of that? Like, what what dance would you do? I Okay. I need to go back to... We watched Jill and Kevin's yes. actual In video. In preparation for this, we watched the original video. So I said that I was going to say this. Yeah. On air. I'm saving this for on air. If I was at that wedding and mm-hmm. they did that, I would just stand up and walk out. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I'm no, at the... No, you can't do that. <laughs> it's just so weird. It, yeah, but, you know, if if that was something the bride and groom wanted and you're part of the party, you have to you have to be part of the party. I'm not say, saying if I was part of the bridal party. I'm saying if I was at that wedding as a guest, a non-dancing <laughs> guest, I would just be like, okay, I got you. <laughs> I got you a gift. It's a blender. Here's an extra 20 bucks for my food. Bye. <laughs> really? It, this is too weird. It's too much. Because then you have to just assume that at the actual ceremony... It's going to get weirder. If they open with a dance <laughs> number, what are they going to do at the wedding itself? Well, don't you know, at uh, some weddings, they take a goat and they sacrifice it, and that becomes the meal. I, just, it would, I love how this is like, no, if they dance at the ceremony, what kind of slippery slope is this? She's going to be spinning plates. <laughs> Is the is the groom gonna balance on a ball and is gonna put another ball on his nose like a harp seal? <laughs> is he gonna juggle chainsaws? You're like, we can't. You just sound like an old curmudgeon. I can't live with this kind of chaos. Also, they're just. I don't know. I think when you juxtapose it with what occurs at Jim and Pam's wedding and also like just their faces as they're watching this unfold, 
Like just watching Jim like shake his head, watching that Pam, would be me. Watching Pam just look on, just exasperated. But but at least like you know the fact that it's juxtaposed with their you know their ceremony on the Maid of the Mist is right. the only thing that salvages right. this. If they had just done this and not shown that, I think the original. I I wouldn't be surprised if the original script just had this happening no and then no, it always had the made the mist oh it did okay that's why they said in niagara falls well, okay yeah that yeah that makes sense right uh, just but but if it wasn't in niagara falls and if they had just done this just to show like oh look at these goofy characters taking over the wedding it would have sucked so bad and it would have felt like such a missed opportunity so and it it you got to think of it this way. It's Mike sure. Yeah, but also it's it's but it speaks to Jim too because Jim outsmarts people left and right. Oh yeah, he's constantly doing it with with Dwight. He's constantly doing it with Michael. So it's very much in his character. He had to. Yeah, he he had a plan B. He always had C. a plan B. Yeah, yeah, but not just that. It, it's just Jim himself is such a good guy he makes so many sacrifices seasons one through six <laughs> no even throughout the the series itself yeah he does do like one selfish thing where he takes, takes a, a job yeah but i know, I know but, what happens I yeah just, but it's to provide more money for them because the job pays yeah a lot but more. also like i i did watch that other video on the, you know on the takes channel and you know talking about how that season was to highlight some of the flaws in their relationship, the fact that they don't know how to fight, the fact that Jim is a very poor communicator in some ways. And so that that certainly gets highlighted later. And um, but, you know, they do make a great effort of showcasing their their strengths as well. Yeah. I mean, this episode, it shows what love really is because they go through a lot. Yeah. And but they, like I said, they come to that realization like this is about us. We're going to make it about us, and it's going to be all the better for it. Yeah. So, how many bagels, Scott? This episode, they broke Get to the bagels. <laughs> I would say eight. Yeah. Yeah. I eight mean, in the turtle pot. <laughs> I mean, it's a long episode, so there's yeah. a lot to get through, but. I mean, I would say seven of those bagels alone are for the the man of the mist. Yeah, I would agree. Like as strong as this episode is, it's, it's just, only like, strong because of that ending. Only, yeah, the Jim and Pam moments are great. It does showcase like the trials and tribulations that come with like your wedding, and but there's so many like cringy moments that I had like a hard time, like just the fact that it's like, I mean, you saw there were so many times where I was like shouting at the screen like get somebody else to do that why is he there why did you invite these people yeah exactly but also it's the office so yeah you're not yeah i i signed up for this you're not gonna get gershwin out of this like. <laughs> i wasn't expecting gershwin i like i you know it's just because you know while we enjoy the cringe it's still cringy Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that's the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. To continue on 
What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. That's March. That's March, yes. Baby, don't hurt me is March. So is this the new theme? Like every month? Or every February? N- well, yeah. Like- every February is what is love? Yes. And every March is baby, don't hurt me. It's just because we needed to shorten some of the titles, right? Also, it needs to feel more gimmicky. Yeah. Um, I love how you fully... It just needed more of a gimmick. It did, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> this is my podcast, damn it. Um, so if you want to join us in our journey next week, me and another returned guest are going to be watching Longshot. Ooh, nice. Yes. Which is a great rom-com. It's underrated, that's for sure. But yeah, so if you want a really good love story for February and what is love, you can watch it on HBO if you have HBO Now or HBO Go. Mm-hmm. You can watch it for free there. Well, mm-hmm. it's not free. You pay fourteen ninety nine a month. Yes. Um, but you can watch it there or you can go to Vudu or iTunes and download it or rent mm-hmm. it. I would honestly pick up this movie. This movie's fantastic if you don't have HBO. Mm-hmm. So until next time, sweetie, thanks for doing this. You're welcome. I am Scott Curlin. Bye. Bye. Bye.